are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. I am one of your hosts, Richie Bradshaw, joined always by my good friend, Connor Drios. We're all over the place, by the way. Before we even get started, let me tell you, you can find me on Twitter at RichieBrads36. You can find Connor at C. Drios to tell us about how terrible our opinions are or how smart and handsome we are. We take, we take both of those compliments either way. But more importantly, this podcast is free and available on all platforms. That includes but is not limited to Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, a little bit of everywhere in between. Me and Connor are giving you the best Arizona State Sun Devils content. Monday through Friday. Oh, and by the way, go ahead and follow that page on Twitter too, at LO underscore Sun Devils. Talking everything Arizona State Sun Devils, football, basketball, and a little bit of other stuff mixed there in between. But we got a fun little show for you today. We're going to be talking about New Year's resolutions because we all know how much we love to have our resolutions, how much we love to break them, how much we love to say we're going to do them, and then fall off like a month later. Like I'm going to get myself a gym membership that I'm going to forget about in a month. We talked about this yesterday on the podcast, but before we get started again and again, 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 I do have to ask Connor, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. We are what January 4th as of now. Uh, Definitely very exciting. Uh, Not so much for the basketball team, but new year for the Sun Devils team, right? We we, we're going to talk a lot about what, each team's, uh, this being the, the football and basketball team, what the resolution should be. So definitely a lot to at least look forward to of, of at least potential possibilities, but we'll see if that comes to fruition. Perfect. So there you go, Connor Connor putting it gently for the rest of us. But this episode of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast is brought to you by Sonos, the official partner of ESPN College Football, reinventing home audio for today and tomorrow, the smart home sound system. Help the world listen better. Connor, we got a little bit of everything to talk about with these New Year's resolutions that me and you have concocted for the ASU football team and the basketball team. We've gone ahead. We're going to talk about the football team's offensive side of the ball first. We're going to talk about the football team's defensive side of the ball in the second segment. And then we're going to close out with the basketball team and what we think about everything going into there. Obviously, the bright side for the basketball team is they can still make these adjustments mid-season. Football, they got some time to prepare for it. So I guess it kind of depends on your perspective. Maybe maybe in one sense, you're like, hey, well, at least we can do this now. Where in, in the other case, you're like, well, we can work on that by ourselves in private and try and get better. Connor, before we get started, which one do you think is the better of the two? Being able to implement it right now or having the time to do it? It's got to be the time, right? Like uh, we're, we're talking specifically like uh, the, the football team versus the basketball team, right? We need time for the football team since they're essentially in the offseason versus the basketball team who's currently doing it right now. Right. There you go. Yeah, I, I think I would agree with you is having the time to do it. But let's go ahead and talk about the offensive side of the ball first. So obviously we are losing quite a bit of offensive weapons. You are losing your top two running backs, Rashad White and Chip Trianum to the NFL draft and the transfer portal, respectively. You are also losing your top tight end, Curtis Hodges. You are losing a couple receivers in the forms of Johnny Wilson, 
Um, what what's his name? The transfer. I can't think of his name. Brian Thompson. Brian Thompson. Yes. I was going to say it's literally right in front of me. I just need to actually open my eyes and be able to read. You're losing that. You're losing a bunch of offensive linemen as well. If not the whole line, like I, I think there was one guy who wasn't a senior and uh, officially Donovan West, the center for Arizona yep. state declared for the draft. Uh, as you're listening to this, he declared for the draft yesterday being Monday. And me and Connor will be talking about that later on during the week, but pretty much the whole offensive line is gone. You are losing a lot of your, of, of your, your pass catching and your run options for this offense. And because of that, I think you're going to have to create a more balanced attack. And Connor, I think that's a perfect place to start here. Our first resolution, you need to develop a balanced attack on offense. Uh, agreed. With the way Zach Hill is going to run this offense with Jaden Daniels and no matter who else is on this team, right? We have some incoming players such as like Tevin White, the running back position, uh, Danny Nagata, who are, are going to share the majority of the snaps in the backfield. It's not going to be a pass first team. It's not even going to be 50 50. That's okay. We just, we need the game to be effective on both sides of the ball because ultimately ASU's offense this year, if they couldn't run it, they weren't going to win. Very rarely did we see Jaden Yanos take over a game with his arm. That's happened a ton in his whole college career. Uh, it has happened at times, but it's more like some big plays that just kind of catch the other defense off guard. Not so much Jaden attempting 40 to 50 passes and just lighting a team up. That's just, that's not how he's played so far in his college career. That's not how Zach Hill is going to call the game. And it's not going to change drastically. So like, so hear what we're saying. We're not, we're not asking for Zach Hill to change the identity of this offense. We are in a sense that it's got to be more than just Rashad White, who they are losing. So that's going to be a big puzzle piece that they have to be able to figure out. Uh, but Richie, I, I think they are losing a lot of players for sure. I will call into question the the, the quality of some of those players. Rashad White and Chip Trainum, sure, that one hurts. Uh, a Brian Thompson, uh, a Johnny Wilson – I, I don't think I'm as concerned other than the fact that you're losing some more continuity on that team, uh, Curtis Hodges as well. It's not that you don't want to lose these players because they've been playing in your system. For a guy like Hodges, an example, who's been playing in there a little bit longer. So that definitely hurts, but it gives the Sun Devils an opportunity to get some more bodies in at the wide receiver position, which was such a weakness for them this season. They're, they're just, like you said, you need to find more continuity. You need to be balanced, especially with everything that you're losing. The frustrating thing here, Connor, is we know that Jaden can be a good passer. It's not that he's incapable of doing it. We've seen him get the most out of Brandon Ayuk because Ayuk probably was being held back a little bit by Manny Wilkins. And then Jaden comes in as a freshman and turns Brandon Ayuk into a first round pick. And I mean, obviously I'm not trying to take away from Ayuk, but what I'm saying is Jaden is able to get that out of his receivers we need to see a guy step up. And that kind of leads us to our second our second resolution here is the team needs to find some kind of X receiver, some guy to step up. Maybe maybe it's Pearsall, who knows? But I am looking at guys like Andre Johnson, who we did hype up quite a bit coming into this year. I am going to be looking at Chad Johnson Jr. to finally get his way into the lineup because at this point, I feel like there's not going to be very many excuses for him not to be in there. Maybe Elijah Badger can kind of come into his own, but... Other than that, they're LV Bones Shelton. I'm really upset I didn't mention him, but there, there's a lot of opportunity for a lot of guys to step up here. So, second New Year's resolution, Connor, gotta find 
maybe not like this bona fide X receiver, but you need someone to step up and be the go-to guy here. Yeah. So that's, it's really interesting. Like when you talk about the definition of an X, it's not Pearsall. And that's, that's not his fault. That That's, this is what his game is. He is a slot wide receiver. Who's been very dependable for the Sun Devils. Um, he's just not going to grow necessarily in that role. Doesn't mean you can't be dominant out of the slot. Uh, Pearsall does not necessarily have the body type to be one of those guys. And they don't seem to want to use him in that same sense either. So I, I don't put it so much on him that he's not one of those types of players, but at, at the same time, like we're not going to have a receiver who's going to come into this team. You could literally drop the best wide receiver in the nation in ASU's offense. They're still probably not going to be getting many like 10 catch games where they just go bonkers for several touchdowns. Right. It, it just, it's not, it's not the way Zach Hill, as I mentioned before, runs this offense. So it almost doesn't matter who it, it is at the wide receiver position. You just need a go-to guy. Pearsall is a a nice to have, but you have uh, essentially a bigger need of the position for a role that he's not going to fill. Is that going to be on the roster as it sits right now? Maybe. We, we've talked a lot throughout the season where uh, a lot of these guys are just younger. It's a younger wide receiving core. Um, so it, it just kind of is what it is in that regard. Could it hopefully be the transfer portal as we know that they're going to continue to add bodies to that transfer portal? I hope so. It's not that we don't have some talented guys, but I look at the group the way it's constructed right now. I, I don't want to say I don't have a ton of hope. I just, my expectations for the group as a whole and the offense, as far as the passing game goes, until something else changes from the way it is right now, I'm reserved to think it's going to be any different going forward. And and to the credit of these receivers, they're only going to be as good as their quarterback is, which is going to lead us here to our third resolution. That's what it's called. It's going to lead us to our third resolution here, and that's that Jaden Daniels needs to step up. It's your senior year. You've shown us the potential. You, you really let down the team this year, and I, I don't want to be the negative Nancy. I'm not going to pin everything on Jaden because there were a lot of issues. I'll do it. No, I'll do it. No, it there was so much going on that wasn't entirely on Jaden, but Jaden does absolutely need to play better. And that's our third resolution here is Jaden. You got to step it up, dude. I mean, in some departments he did, right? Like he, he's, he went from like a sub 60% passer to 65%. He was able to really come into his own as a runner. He ended up with over 700 yards on the ground. 5.1 5.1 a pop Connor. And you got to remember that he got sacked a handful of times too. So take those away. And he's probably North of six yards of carry. I mean, he really, really came into his own as a runner this year. Dynamic. The problem is he just regressed so much as a passer. And again, maybe it's because they didn't really have elite receiving options this year. Maybe it just straight up is his mechanics regressed, but whatever it is, This ASU team needs him to have, and I've said this for how long, Connor, they need him to have a Jake Plummer senior year. Like it's starting to get like a lazy comparison at this point because of how often I I make it, but that's where I'm sitting right now is he needs to really turn it on his senior year and get everything back on the right track. No, totally agree. Um, I I joked saying I want to be that negative Nancy, right? Blame it all on Jaden. It just, it comes with the position. Playing that quarterback position for, for any team. What it's worth, I'm pretty sure I'm negative Nancy and you're Debbie Downer. That is what we discussed yesterday. Yes. That, that's verbatim. Yep. Um, regardless, it just kind of comes playing the position at any level, college, NFL, whatever it is. But 
if the argument has to be made that, well, Jaden Daniels doesn't have Nikhil Harry, Ayuk, or Frank Darby, that's a him problem. That's not the other guys around him. Like, are, are the current set of receivers that he has any of those guys? No, they're not. But that being said, if you need NFL caliber wide receivers to succeed at this level, it's it's nice to have at least like one of those guys. But two of those guys alone were first round picks. You're not going to get that very often. So if, if that's what you have to have in order to, to succeed, that is the team needing to step up around him versus Jaden Daniels making the team better uh, around his skill set, if that makes sense. So no, it, to- uh, it totally does. So call a spade a spade, right? Is Jaden needs to be better and he, he needs to make his receivers better too. So you can't constantly be bailed out. This isn't Alabama. You're not going to have a first round receiver every single year. You got very, very lucky that he got to play with Brandon Ayuk as a freshman to help him develop. And for all the hell that I give him, uh, Frank Darby really wasn't terrible that year either. It's just the, here's the frustrating thing, Connor sophomore year. He only played four games, five touchdowns, one pick. He looked like he was becoming a better passer. And guess what? He didn't have Darby like at all because he was injured and Ayuk was gone. He was playing well with nothing. So why did he regress so much this year? I think that's something you've got to look inward this offseason is try to figure out why did I take such a big step backwards? Yep, really, really quick before we move on. Yeah. Um, the only thing I can really think of is, is in that from 2020 to 2021, it's a, a four-game sample size versus uh, essentially the entire season for him this year. So he, he could have always been that guy as a sophomore. We just didn't get to see a whole lot of it just because he didn't really get to play as many of the games. So but since he didn't show it to us, we can't make that assumption like I'm doing right now. I'm just saying it's a possibility. 100%. So this will lead us to our fourth and final resolution for the offensive side of the football team. And that's cutting down the turnovers. And obviously, we start with Jaden Daniels and his 10 interceptions that he threw this year. Pretty sure he had a couple of fumbles as well. But the the other part of it is the running backs weren't always reliable either. Yes, Chip Trianum is gone, and we are going to miss him a lot because he looked like he could be a really good body in this backfield. But he did fumble the football at least three times this year. And it turned into a situation where the team no longer trusts him, and he wasn't getting on the football field because of it. So turnovers got to seriously go backwards, Connor, or this team is just not going to be able to do anything offensively. They're not going to not happen. That it's, that's impossible. Um, well, that's impossible. But- that is impossible, but you just need to limit it, right? Yes. It, it, it's, re- it's regression to the mean. It, it does just because we were more turnover prone this year does not necessarily mean we'll be that way next year. I think with Jaden Daniels at the quarterback position, it's more likely that it is. Um, but that being said, you just, you got to regress a little bit closer to the mean. You don't need to excel in it. Just be a more average team in the turnover game. And hopefully that gives your offense more of a chance because Turnovers alone literally killed us against Washington State. Just it, just because you don't have them does not mean we win that game. But my God, is that more competitive? And it's, that's not even an argument. 100%. So with that being said, we'll go ahead and wrap up this first segment here talking about the offense. When we return, we're going to go ahead and talk about the defensive side of the football. But before we go, Connor, can you tell me a little bit about our first sponsor for this episode today? Absolutely. Uh, hey, some of the fans, this is Connor Drios, as Richie had just alluded to. With an incredible app everyone needs to buy gas, then you also need to know about GetUpside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. If you're like Richie and I, we just absolutely hate paying for gas right now. It is so expensive. But getting $0.25 cents is something that you need to have back every single gallon. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. 
Use the promo code touchdown for NFL or score for college and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 20, 50 cents in cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore and get cash back using GetUpside. Just again, download the app for, for free using the promo code SCORE. Let's get up to 50 cents per gallon of cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash gets right, added right back to your account. You can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Again, that is score uh, for 50 cents off cash back. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the College Bowl season and the pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code LOCKED ON to receive the bonus. From basketball to football to NHL to boxing and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available. BetOnline, where the game starts. And again, thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every single day. We know that you have a choice in plenty of other podcasts, but we we take a lot of pride knowing that you make the Locked on Sun Devils podcast your first listen every single day, Monday through Friday, free and available on all platforms, Connor. That's Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Seriously, every platform you get your podcast and we're free. Does it get better than that? I, I don't think so. What do you, do you think so? I just, maybe I'm biased. I, I literally don't think you can be free and literally everywhere, in my opinion. But I mean, that's just that's between me, you, and everybody else that listens to this podcast. So there you go. In the first segment, we did talk about the offense's resolution for the football team. We're going to go ahead and talk about the defense's resolutions and the things they need to clean up. And Connor, let's go ahead and start with the obvious: they need a next man up mentality. Yep, couldn't agree more. We're losing. Off the top of my head, I'm trying to count. You're losing, wow, seven, six, seven players in the defense alone. So you have Jack Jones, Chase Lucas, uh, all three of your linebackers, that's five. You're losing Tyler Johnson, so that's six. Uh, Is there anyone else? Is Pierce coming back or is Pierce graduating? I I think Jordan Pierce is coming back, but you're also losing Evan Fields, DeAndre Pierce, DJ Davidson. That's nine right there there's some other seniors tommy hill is gone because of a transfer you you're losing a lot a lot a lot a lot on the uh tomarcus davis is also leaving yeah yeah so you're losing a lot tomarcus davis being the player who had the pick six in uh the bowl game for asu you're just it's not so much that like it wasn't a pick six but he did get a pick it wasn't a pick six it was not it was only a two-yard return Oh, I don't know why I was thinking it was a pick six. Regardless, you're losing so many bodies. And a lot of guys who have played for this team for a, a long time. Chase Lucas set the, the start records for any Sun Devil in their uh, history, correct? Or was that correct, just on the yeah. defensive side? No, it's any player ever. He played like 45 career games, or at least that was the record. But he also missed some time. So I'd imagine it was like 45 or 46 games. Essentially in four and a half seasons, because he had the 2020 uh, COVID season. So... 
Um, yeah, you just you have a lot of pieces to replace um, and a lot of strength as well. Darian Butler, we've hyped up obviously uh, the entire season for being so great at the linebacker position. Gentry uh, making um, uh, the Pac-12 uh, first team at linebacker is phenomenal. Um, but it's going to take more than just him, right? Uh, defensive line, you do get uh, Javez Moore coming back and then uh, Christian Lole. So hopefully that takes a little bit of the blow from Tyler Johnson leaving. Obviously, he plays edge versus Lole uh, lining up at the tackle position. But they're going to need – it's not so much that they can't replace these guys. It's just so many, Richie. It's got to cause a little bit of concern for some of the fans that maybe they can't replace every single one of these very talented players. Well, and that's the biggest problem, right, is it's just one of those things where you talk about next man up mentality. You hear it all the time, particularly when it comes to teams that are dealing with injuries, which, <clears throat> excuse me, Arizona State really didn't have to deal with that too much this year. They're very blessed sure. with, for the most part, pretty good health. But now you're dealing with a lot of guys leaving because of, like, graduates. Like, Tom, Tommy Hill being the one exception for transferring, the vast majority of these guys you're losing are simply because they were seniors or lost their eligibility because they were graduating. So it's, it's going to be so hard to replace that. And like finding, finding people to really come in and help you not completely drop off. We're not expecting the Sun Devils to remain one of the three best defenses in the Pac-12 after losing what feels like half this defense. What we Over are thinking. I, seriously, though, like of of all the players that you have lined up on your defense right now, the whole roster, you are missing probably close to half of that. But you need to find guys who can step into starting roles and play well. This is going to be especially important in the secondary, Connor. You're losing two safeties, three corners. Like you, basically, your starting lineup there is gone. You you gotta you gotta figure yep. out who's gonna step up there. And Jordan Clark hopefully will be one of those guys. He is going to be a redshirt junior next year, but there there's a lot of unknowns right now. There there's a lot of guys that need to step up, especially like the Christian Lolays of the world. We need him to step up in the sense of like a leadership role, but also rebounding from an injury. Same with Trevez Moore, is we want him to rebound from that injury. But I actually am gonna go ahead and take us into our next resolution, and that's finding a next man up or not, excuse, excuse me, a leader, finding a leader on this defense. You, you just lost Chase Lucas, Jack Jones, and Tyler Johnson. Those were your big, big leaders. Merlin Robertson also gone too. They were the yeah. big voices of your defense. They are all gone, Connor. Someone needs to step up. The first guy we're going to look to is Christian Lole, but I'm telling you right now, he cannot do it alone. Yeah. Lole has gotten a, a lot of like, there, there's, I should just say there's a lot of talk about him being that vocal leader. So I don't worry about him stepping up to be the guy, not just a guy. But Richie, you mentioned just a little bit ago, not only are you losing these leaders, you're also losing a lot of that seniority too, right? Like a, a lot of guys who have been with this team for such a long time, like you're getting younger players to try to fill those positions as well. Not that it can't be done. It, it just, it adds to the complexity of it. After you lose a guy like uh, Lobe, Gentry, I don't know a ton about him if he's so much like a rah-rah kind of guy. Um, yes, he had a very good year as a freshman. Um, he's going to be one of the captains of this defense moving forward. So hopefully you do generally uh, get some of your better players to be those captains. But that's not necessarily always the case. But Gentry would probably be another guy I would look to as well. Um, and then probably somewhere, if I had to pick in the secondary, 
that gets really, really tough because there's going to be so many new names. The secondary is really tough. I'd probably pick someone else in the defensive line before I'd even go in the secondary personally. No, I agree with you, Connor. Like as much as we know about the ASU football team, and we do know a lot, there is not a lot of clarity in what's going to be happening in that secondary. You are going to be looking at your transfer guys and it, it is going to be a completely new look for this defense. I mean, losing Chase Lucas alone, a five-year player for Arizona State, is going to be insane, but you're losing so much of it too. So we are going to be looking at the front seven for guys to step up. I think Eric Gentry is definitely the top of my list outside of Christian Lola and Trevez Moore, who were the oldest guys coming back. But Gentry probably tops my list because he, on paper, is your most talented defensive player. You need him to, therefore become the leader of the defense. I also am interested in a guy like Connor Soli, who I'm pretty That's sure you pointed out as well. So I, yep. I, I didn't bring him up. But I was honestly looking more like uh, at a BJ Green, but Soli being on this team, his brother being on this team for so long as well, um, would think he'd have a little bit of pull with this team. So he, he would definitely be one of my like third or fourth options as of right now. Yeah, exactly. It almost feels like a rite of passage, you know, like going from one one sole to another sole, and maybe maybe Connor won't frustrate the hell out of me the way that Kyle did. But uh, for, for what wow. it's worth, on Kyle the, on Kyle the field is good. and in your headset, dude, that's too much, dude. They live rent free. But let's go ahead and on on the topic of finding those next guys, our our next resolution is going to be positive development, and what that means is we need to see those guys take the next step from like really good freshman years to better sophomore years. So Eric Gentry, we've seen that potential, man. We saw how good you could be in your limited role. You're going to be starting now. In fact, we're looking at you to take a, take a leadership role here. You need to step up. I will always go back to years ago. And when I say years ago, probably like six or seven years ago, something like that. Way back. I mean, in college terms, it definitely feels that way. Does the name DJ Calhoun ring a bell? Yes, 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 yes. He was a Uh, linebacker for us. Okay. Yeah, he he was actually a pretty decent-sized recruit. I want to say he was like a a four-star or something like that. But he looked really, really good as a freshman. And I remember sitting there like, dude, if this guy continues what he's doing, he's going to play in the NFL. Unfortunately, he peaked, and that wasn't a bad thing, Connor. DJ Calhoun was a very reliable player for the Sun Devils for four years. He just never took that next step, and it was disappointing. I'm looking at Gentry right now, and I want him to take that next step. I don't want him to plateau as a freshman because I think that he is a very talented and gifted linebacker who could really make a difference for the Sun Devils moving forward. I, I want to see him take that next step. Sticking I, with that I want to say, uh, sorry. I just, I just wanted to point out the other two guys we're looking at are BJ Green and Omar and Omar Lott. All right, I'll hand it to you. Yep, so uh, a lot of young guys that you had mentioned there. Um, st- oddly enough, with the linebacker position, an argument can be made that a guy like uh, Merlin Robertson peaked his freshman year as well when he became a uh, uh, Pac-12 first team. So he, I, I would like to think that um, he at least became a more consistent player, but maybe didn't flash as much as he did as a freshman. Because I, I would say there's a lot of similar thoughts there, too, thinking that guy, and he could go to the NFL. It wouldn't surprise me if he's taking late or if he's like a camp body. Uh, it really wouldn't. But either way, like Gentry, as well as the other names that you had mentioned, uh, not only are they going to be taking starting roles, which maybe they weren't considered for at the beginning of the season, 
also the whole leadership, uh, leadership perspective that kind of comes with it. So a lot of responsibility on and off the field this upcoming season. And they're essentially going to define what this defense is going to look like in 2022. Yeah. And again, like prefacing it with, we're not slandering guys like DJ Calhoun or Merlin Robertson. They were both very good Sun Devils for a very long time and should be remembered as such. Like when I think about the 2010s, I'm definitely going to think about those two and like, man, you know what? They were rock solid players for Arizona state. We just, what we're saying is we don't want them like the Eric Gentry's and the Connor Soley's, the BJ Green's and so on and so forth. We don't want them to plateau. We want them to continue moving forward. But on that, on that topic, we'll go ahead and go to our final resolution for the team. And Connor, this could be said for the offense too, but it felt like the defense was doing this very, very often and just shooting themselves right in the foot. And that's the penalties. Gotta cut those out. Just plain and simple, Connor. Stop making dumb penalties. I feel like I feel like uh Jim Carrey's screaming into the phone to stop breaking the law. I think that's in liar liar, and he's like, Stop breaking the law, you jerk. But he doesn't say jerk. That that's how I feel right now. Whenever they commit a penalty, is I'm just I'm screaming at my TV, like, stop being so dumb. Stop with the penalties. Just because we're coming up a little bit short on time here before we got to touch on the, the uh, last topic for today. Couldn't agree more. I, I do think a lot of the penalties came more on the offensive side of the ball, uh, side of the ball, excuse me, but uh, definitely th- this team averaged over 10 penalties per game. They had six in the bowl game and that felt like such a victory. It's not even funny. So uh, something that's got to get cleaned up and it starts with the coaching staff, but uh, for a, a lot of the, the returning players, as they start to get more experience, penalties are going to happen, but they seriously have to limit that moving forward. Perfect. So that'll wrap up the football portion of the of the New Year's resolutions. When we return for the third and final segment, we're going to talk about the basketball team. But before we get back, Connor, please tell me all about our good friends at NetSuite. You got it. So this is it. The putt to win the tournament. And if you sink it, that championship is going to be yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. And 93% of surveyed businesses actually increase their visibility and control after uh, upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And for the new year, NetSuite has offered new financing for specific programs that are ready to upgrade to netsuite.com slash locked on. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on for the special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Again, that is netsuite.com slash locked on. All right. Now it's time for the third and final segment of a Tuesday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Connor, we talked a lot of football. We got to talk about basketball, though, and it it feels like there's all sorts of things that we could say about this basketball team. But at the same time, it feels like it's a very, very simple list of what we need to do. And it starts with being competitive, Connor. Got to just win, baby. Just win. And that might even be overstating it. Like Seriously, winning basketball games for this team. Where are our expectations for them? Essentially, what like twelve-ish games into the season, twelve, thirteen games. Uh, that bar is, is set pretty low. Doesn't mean we shouldn't expect that bar to be raised, 
right? They don't take the court. Bobby Hurley does not have them practice, does not run his game plan uh, essentially all week leading up to the game just for them to be able to lose, right? That was not a good game against Cal. Like there's times where you can take a little bit of a moral victory away from a loss. Uh, it just, it is what it is, right? But you can't lose by 24. I don't care that Marcus Bagley isn't back yet. I, I, I don't care um, that you're missing your best player in the sense. You've had enough time for the new players to be able to gel together. And they're just, they're not getting it done. So um, they need to be able to at least be competitive. They can't have a 24 point loss uh, against a, an okay Cal team. I, I don't want to take much, too much away from them, but it's not like you're playing the UCLA's, the U of A's, the USC's. They just, they, they got to really put together a consistent effort for a full 40 minutes. That's the frustrating thing is it feels like these guys will just lie over on their backs and just give up and, that also goes into the whole, you got to win games, right? Cause you're sitting here at five and eight on the air and it feels like your season's over. It feels like you're totally out of the pac 12, which were you ever really in it? No, but I mean, it feels like you're like the bottom dweller, not a bottom dweller, the bottom dweller. And then at the same time, you also feel like you're really, really out of it for the, for the bracket, which definitely disappointing because that's what we all look forward to every year in March is the bracket, but neither here nor there. The biggest thing, Connor, though, like I just really hammering this home. Take what's given to you and stop forcing the three. I understand you live and die by the three, but when you got guys like Luther Muhammad and Marion Jackson who are throwing up prayers trying to get these points in and it doesn't work and they just, what do they do, Connor? They take the square peg and they try to force it into the round hole because they're so desperate because they dig themselves into these holes and I just can't get out of them. So, sometimes the better look feels like the three that is uncontested, even though you're not hot at the moment versus trying to drive to the rim when they're just playing a tight defense and they won't let you through. That being said, the guys like you had mentioned, Marion Jackson, Luther Muhammad have been so inefficient from deep this year. So inefficient, and it's it's not so much that they're the sole reason that you're you're at where you're at, but they're a big contributor to it, right? If if they can just force the ball to the hole a little bit more often, draw a foul, get the other players specifically into foul trouble, uh, try to get some free throws going your way early on. Maybe you make some of those two point shots and you get the foul. I mean, you just you never know how being more aggressive in that sense is going to pay off for you listen, like we, we said it a lot this season, when you're making those threes, no one's going to say anything. Nobody cares because you're being efficient. You're probably winning games if you're making that many threes based on how many attempts they're taking. But overall, this team is not shooting well from deep. Uh, we talked about the game from Cal. They didn't make a three until their 10th attempt. They missed their first nine in the first half. Their first nine. It's not even so much if you make half those as twos that you're even back in that game. It's at least closer it's at least more competitive because you were down about 15 at halftime and it got really out of hand the last 10 minutes or so of that game. So uh, just as you had mentioned, take what's given to you, but I would like them to be more aggressive driving to the hole and being able to pick up a little bit more fouls if possible. I think that's just the biggest thing, Connor, is just you got to be so much smarter with the ball because you're turning it over and you're not getting points. You need to be able to just Stop trying to make these hero plays and stop going for the sports center top 10. Stop playing hero ball. Not and every shot to, you need to take needs to be that. What were you going to say? Yeah, sorry about that. It's easy for us to sit here and say like, 
after they miss a three, say, mm, I, I would have driven to the hoop on that one. Like we understand that it's, it's easy for us to sit here and make those comments after the game. That being said, it's a consistent pattern that they're really not shooting that well as a team from deep. So something's got to change and it's not so much that they're going to get hot uh, for long stretches. And even if they do, it's not lasting more than a game as it is. So uh, something has to change a little bit in their mentality and how uh, they're distributing the ball and running their plays. Uh, because so far what they've done this season is not working. Nope. They got a lot of stuff to figure out, but hopefully And like we talked about at the top of the podcast, the bright side is they got in season to figure it out. So here's hoping that they do that, but that is going to go ahead and close out our Tuesday edition of the locked on sun levels podcast. Thanks again for making locked on sun levels. Your first listen every day tomorrow. When we return, me and Connor still got some football to talk about, believe it or not. We're going to keep talking football because we love it so much. And we're also going to get ready to start previewing more of the ASU basketball games that are coming up on tomorrow's episode. But go ahead and make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms, just like the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. You find us Monday through Friday, giving you the best Arizona State Sun Devils content in the whole wide world. That's on Spotify, Odyssey. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get it. Also, be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Sun Devils. Follow myself at RichieBrads36 and follow Connor at C Trios. But until next time, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.